What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Team to Talk. Today, I was looking at Reddit, and I was thinking if I could tell a story on here from from Reddit. And I was thinking, comedy, comedy story, a normal story, or just what type of story. And then I remembered, it's October. Why not just tell a spooky and true allegedly true i think i think it's true but i don't want to make any assumptions yes um this was posted five years ago by reddit user nothing private yes i know it's a little old but i do whatever i want to do it's my podcast um so yeah let's let me get right into it i came across this case on my facebook feed through friends living in the area and after having read a little more about it, I figured it belonged here, on here. Here's one, here's the Facebook page Jalila's mother is running, which contains plenty of documents and pictures related to the case. It, it also, it does also contain many memorial posts for Jalila. A summary of the case. On November, on November 19th, 2011, Jelila Davis left her home in Marietta, Ohio, to go spend the night with her friends she had known for a couple of months. Throughout the night, she kept in touch with her mother, Kim, and sister, Taboy. Tab, Tabu, I'll pronounce it like that. At around 3.30 a.m. on the 20th, Jelila called Taboy, asking to be picked up at an intersection, but called back a couple of minutes later, to change the pickup spot to a rest off to a rest stop off the 177, just across the border in Williamstown, West Vermont. During these calls, Tabui heard Jalila crying hysterically and cur- and cursing at Christian, one of the friends she spent the night with. Now, this is how Kim Davis described the horrid scene. And what happened next later that night? At 3.48 a.m., the first 911 call was made from a truck driver who discovered my daughter's body in the passing lane of the interstate. She was discovered naked from the waist up, one leg broken in half, her right breast missing, and she was decapitated. Her clothing was laying neatly across the guardrail, bra first, her top on top of the bra, and her coat on top of both. Her vehicle was found two-tenths of a mile north of her body, running, in gear, doors locked, and headlights on. Based on the evidence at the scene and her vehicle, Jalila was struck with her own car. Once he was struck, her head hit a guardrail post, killing her. Her, her car continued to move north, her head continuing to strike the following posts, the impact destroying her skull. At that point, her car came to a complete stop. Bloodstains and acceleration marks indicate that the driver of her car then, at a high speed of rate, drove from the guardrail, which Alila's body still attached, to the passing lane, where she was left. From the first post to the point her body was discovered was a distance of more than 82 feet. Based on the statements given to the police, it is believed by some. Jalila's car was then abandoned and then coasted down to the road where it was found. 
The official story is that Jalilah died as a result of driving under the influence of alcohol and not wearing a seatbelt. She hit the guardrail, was ejected from the car through the passenger's head of the windshield, hit the guardrail, and subsequently ended up in the passing lane where she was hit by the tractor trailer. Now this obviously is a sad, sad story. But I do have a couple of questions, which I don't know what, but they're questions. How is it possible that all of Jelila's clothes were neatly placed on the guardrail? I mean, isn't that a little weird to you guys? Like, somebody dies, right? First, what's if you see a dead body and you're not a psychopath, you call nine one one. You don't just you don't just put their clothes in a nice place, do you? I don't know. If, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't do that. It's a crime scene, maybe. And it's also worth noting that Christian and two of the other people in that group, in the group of friends Jalila spent the night with, were related to the former police officers and sheriffs. Maybe, maybe, if they were involved, they could have used their, their, what's it called? Their bloodline, I might say, to cover it up. Because there's such a thing called corrupt cops. It, it, it exists. I probably know you already know that. But I need some extra time for the podcast. I'm trying to get promoted. I know this is in YouTube. <sighs> God. So, yeah. That was a tragic story of Jelila. Jelila Davis. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Teen Do Talk. Um, now, for real, guys. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace. Have a nice night. Don't get any nightmares. I'd be too spooky for you. Yeah. Okay, this is cringy now. Bye. Thank you for listening. Peace. Oh, my God. Okay, I gotta stop talking. Bye. Thank you.